0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Believe in Falcons. I'm your host, Will McFadden, and joining me as always is former Falcons fullback Ovi Mahaley, back from the dead, feeling good, rejuvenated. After a Falcons win, what's up, Ob? Yes. How are you doing, man?
0: Uh, I, I am definitely rejuvenated. The uh, Falcons win brought me back to the dead. Um had my first, uh, hopefully, and only bout with COVID. What happens in Vegas does not stay in Vegas. Uh, make sure you <laughs> uh, make that known. Uh, went to Vegas on a, on a trip for a conference and came back. And, you know, Monday had a slight cough. Tuesday coughs a little worse, but it's just a cough. Cough's not COVID. Wednesday. The cough turned into a fever and chills and aches, and I couldn't get out of my bed, and it was hot, but I felt like I was freezing. And my wife's like, you don't look so good. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. And so I went and got a little, um, you know, COVID uh, test, and got the rapping, got the PCR, and both were positive around Thursday, and I just stayed home, Been hiding from the world Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So couldn't do the show with you last time, and it hurt me because I wanted to talk about how we are going to beat up on those saints, which... <laughs> Kind of happened and kind of didn't happen, but end of the day, I will take a win.
1: Notably, you were the, I think, only player across the NFL who had any situation crop up with uh, with vaccinations or unvaccinations. <laughs> uh, I think you know, I think you were the only player <laughs> to to check that box. Um, yeah, so congratulations Definitely on on that milestone. No right quarterbacks.
0: There. <laughs> Thank you. No, no, no one else. At least you know, I told people. I was vaccinated, and I told people that you know I had COVID. You know, can't say that for everybody around the league. <laughs>
1: um, yes. So, so we'll we'll leave all of that right there because we have a, a very important win to really talk about today. And yes, I guess first off, let's let's hear from today's sponsor, and then OV, you and I are going to get into it. We know you're listening to a football podcast, but basketball season is firing right back up and the Hawks are good now. Who, I mean, who's excited for that? So just wanted to take a second and let you guys all know that Online has a new web interface for the start of the basketball season, along with more props, odds and lines than ever before. I mean, what else do you want there? So check it out this basketball season and who knows, maybe uh, make a few smart bets on the Hawks while you're at it. I think this could be a really fun year, guys. Trey Young could be the real deal here in Atlanta. And this is a really good young team. So just remember that BetOnline remains your number one spot for all of the basketball and football action this season. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Believe 50 That's B-L-E-A-V 50 to receive your welcome bonus, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. So remember, Bet Online is where the game starts. All right, Ovi, what was this today? I mean, was was this uh, an impressive road win against a, a rival team, or was this kind of just a, another lucky outcome where they were really, you know, they just kind of scraped by?
0: Uh. I've, I've, um, I'm no longer impressed by the Falcons. Um, it's just survive in advance for me because, they showed me after the loss against the Panthers that this is not going to be one of these magic Cinderella years where we squeak by and do enough to get to the playoffs, and then, hey, what do you know, we could be like the Braves or the Hawks and you know go all the way to the Super Bowl. This is not one of those years. Well, <laughs> like, they'll give us some flashes. Wow, it won't happen. I'm sorry, because I. My heart's been hurt too many times and that Panthers loss has crushed me <laughs> and they've shown me who they are. They're a team that is better than average, but doesn't mean they'll play like that every single week. And they're still finding themselves and they're still getting used to the new coaches and the, uh, new schemes. And they're, 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 I dare say, a good team, but they're not always going to play like that. So this game was proof of that. The one thing I take out of this is that their other wins were against really bad teams that you should have beaten the yeah, States. Yep, yep. At first I thought they were a really bad team, but they're kind of a good team. I mean, they beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are. That's a pretty impressive yeah. thing. And they have, they have a good offense, a good defense at times. So for us to even be up on them at a point, that was a uh, slightly impressive. So I, I'll say this is one of our better wins, despite the way we won it at the very end.
1: I definitely, I think it's the best win that they've had so far this season, given Uh, the team that it, that it came against and, uh, given that it was on the road, I mean, this is one of the toughest environments in the NFL. Uh, it's a lot of kind of new parts of this offense. I mean, think about the, some of the key plays that Matt Ryan made were with Kyle Pitts and and Cordero Patterson. And those are two brand new pieces for Matt Ryan to really get in sync with on the road in new Orleans. Um, so offensively I thought it was certainly impressive uh, but I agree with you I mean it's it reminded me a lot of the way that this team has played so far is a lot like the Mike Malarkey um Falcons the kind of 2008 to 2010 the those kinds of Falcons the yeah. the teams that you are a part of where it's not flashy it's not down the field explosive <laughs> passing but but when they do want to do that, they can. Yeah. And outside of that, they're trying to establish the run. They're trying to get some of these quick um, passes out in space. Let these guys run, take advantage of the space that a defense creates and just move meticulously down the field. Uh, is, that what, is that the sense that you get watching this offense? I mean, does it remind you at all of the, uh, the Mike Malarkey offense? Because we know that Arthur Smith, coached with him in Tennessee and is a little bit of a disciple of of his offensive philosophy. Uh, somewhat, except for the fact that, correct me if I'm wrong, but we had, what, 84 yards
0: rushing today? I mean, it, it, it looked like yeah. we were doing a lot more on the ground, but we struggled. And part of the reason we struggled is because Mike Davis is, I mean, he may have a big turnaround, but right now I'm not sold on Mike Davis. I'm I, you know, a big fan of his and what he's done in the past, and I thought that he could be, a big part of our offense, but, you know, Quarterback Patterson's just torching them, and, and that big fumble at the end, you can't do that and be a fullback on a team yeah. that's supposed to be a ground-and-pound defense, I mean, offense, and a run game where Matt Ryan is a complement piece to it. it. It's just, we're not that uh, King Henry Titans offense, obviously, we don't have a King Henry but we're also not the we don't have the ability with the offensive line to run the ball that effectively, and if we don't have gadget plays and, and just impressive uh, players like Cordell Patterson and Kyle Pitts, we don't win the majority of our games. So we're, we, we I know what we want to be, but we're not quite there just because the talent's not quite there. Um, hopefully soon we can get get to that point because I feel like you know Arthur Smith thrives off t- off teams that can do things like that.
1: It, it sounds like uh, you're basically saying that the Falcons don't have an identity. And I do think that the, the best teams at this point in the season, they understand what they are yeah. for better, for worse. They you look at I, I would look at a team like the Chiefs right now forever. We've known what the Chiefs identity is. It's a, a high scoring offense that yep. can be super elastic and is defined by their ability to make dynamic plays through the air. They haven't been able to do that so far this year, and they're struggling. They they don't we don't know what the Chiefs are. That's a little bit I it feels like what you're kind of saying with the Falcons. We don't necessarily know what they can rely on week to week. They had Kyle Pitts break out for two games. Now his his next two games, the the one last week, certainly One of his worst performances, I think, of the season, or at least his least productive of the season. Maybe not worst. That's probably not fair. But this week, a little bit of a bounce back. But Corderell Patterson, to start out the year, was dynamic, explosive, made all of the plays. He was huge today, but it's not like every single week he is putting up 100 yards. So to your point, what what is the Falcons identity? They kind of made some plays defensively, but they can't rely on that. They made some plays offensively, but they can't rely on that. If you're going to be in a playoff team, you got to know what you can bring to the table. Do we know what the Falcons can bring to the table in any, if the playoffs were going to start today, what would be the thing that you would rely on the Falcons to say, well, at least we know they can do this and that's why they have a chance to win. I don't know what that is right now. Um,
0: the only thing you are rely on with the Falcons is Matt Ryan. Uh, it's, it's unfortunate. Because yeah,
1: that's a great that, point. That
0: is the heart and the soul and the spirit of the Falcons team because no he's been there so long and he's the franchise player, but he seems to, even on his bad days, be able to keep us in games. Like, you know, maybe one time this year, Matt Ryan was just the reason we lost. He was the, the reason we did not come away. Usually he's the reason we're still in games but it can't be him. Yeah. Just just him. I I was impressed that you know with Calvin Ridley out, Alamoeda uh, Zakius and Tajay Sharp and you know Russell Gage like you know he makes these guys better. The same way that Tom Brady made a bunch of Wes Welkers and you know a bunch of 5 foot 4 uh receivers look like hall of famers. Matt Ryan's now <laughs> starting to have to do that because you know some of his best targets are out, but I love what he's doing with Pitts. I love what he's doing with Cordero Patterson. I love what he's doing with our role players. I think that we could have an identity that, um, or we need to have an identity that's more than Matt Ryan if we want to be elite. And, um, it's going to take time to find ways to get our defense to stop being so porous and letting teams like the Panthers and, and uh, uh, the Saints and anyone who wants to run all over us. It was ugly, dude. Like, Watching Mark Ingram, watching you know Camara just run through us like six yards, eight yards. See, I was watching that in disbelief, saying, "Is no one blocking? I mean, is no one trying to, to tackle these guys? They were just, they weren't getting touched by like three or four yards." And so our defensive line, it, as as much as I, I love Grady Jarrett, and the announcers were, you know, giving him all his props. He, you need a bigger guy next to him. We brought some guys up from the practice squad that you know were bigger and, some, made, and made some plays, which was great, but. Grady is so shifty and so uh, uh, agile and such a, a great motor, but he's still not the size of a Vita Vea or a Dom Gonsu or Aaron Donald, and at, at times, you can't teach size. I don't care how good you are, it makes it difficult. He, if he doesn't have guys to left and right of him that are bigger than him, and don't have to be as talented, but they're just bodies that can soak up some of that those double teams, it makes it harder for him, and our run defense suffered today.
1: Uh, Ovi, are you uh, aware of a particular defensive tackle by the name of Jordan Davis?
0: Yes, I am aware of that. Him.
1: Yeah, he looks pretty good in the red and black. I think he would continue to look very good in the red and black. So Falcons go draft Jordan Davis, put him next to Grady Jarrett. I completely agree with you. I think that the run defense was uh, particularly disappointing. Um, I think it really has been so far this season, which is really interesting to me because that has been kind of sneakily a strength of this Falcons defense over the last few years. You know, they've really struggled to defend the pass, but against the run, it's always been at least average. You know, that's always been the part of the defense that they could at least, you know, hold their head high a little bit on. I don't know if it's the fact that they've brought an extra safety, you know, out of the box, and now they're playing too high a little bit more with Dean Pease and and just the different different defensive schemes and the disguising that he likes to do. Um, You know, with the cover three, you've got that extra guy down there in the box, whether it was Keanu Neal or Ricardo Allen at times when Keanu was hurt. Those different types of guys may not just be down there to give that extra boost with run defense. Been bad, uh, like you said, but I do think some guys really did play well in this game and deserve mention. I thought AJ Terrell yeah. defensively, oh, yeah, maybe his best game as an Atlanta Falcon. The dude absolutely bald, and I think we're seeing what this defense can become with him starting to emerge as somebody who can really shut down a, an opposing receiver. I mean, that's what he did today, and it's what he's actually done. A few times this season, guys going up against AJ Terrell are just unheard of for opposing offenses.
0: No, it's it's exciting to have one of those because we have. It was the last time that we've had a, like a lockdown corner that we didn't have to worry about that we weren't watching get beat and be chased with his head back, running fast, trying to you, <laughs> you know, know right. uh save face. It just happened way too often. Um, Gosh dang it, what was his name? Was it Chris something? He had dreads. He's on our team back when I was there. Um, uh, we had a couple of them. We had, uh, um, I can't remember. Their
1: names. I'm going to say like Carpenter. No, I but... can't
0: remember their names, but uh, we had the DBs from 2008 to 2011 when I was there. I, right. besides Dante Robinson, who, you know, w- was good, yep. um, We had, we had a couple that just were difficult to deal with because they just continued to make plays for the other team and get beat so often. So, With a bad pass rush, you can't also have bad corners. And we've had both the longest time. So we're fixing one of these things. And uh, it it seemed at times that our pass rush was getting better. But knowing that this guy can only get better is so exciting for Falcons fans and anyone who loves this team because that's a huge problem we've needed to, to solve for a long time. So watching AJ get better is great for everyone.
1: Yes. And I I thought that Deion Jones also continues to play really well. Uh he's there there are still some plays that he should be making that he doesn't, but by and large, I think we're starting to see him really kind of get back to making some of the impact plays that we've come to expect from him. Uh guys like Eric Harris and Fabian Monroe yeah. uh quietly are just really solid players. Like the, these are the under the radar additions that you really hope that somebody like Terry Fontenot uh that's his trademark that's what he's been able to do hopefully when he has a little bit more money yeah. he can maybe find the the upper echelon version of this which is somebody who you can link uh to the Falcons for maybe 4 years that you get on a good cheap deal and becomes a pro bowler for you like that's how championship teams are made is when you oh, yeah. find three or four of those guys that you get for, uh, you know, Alex Mack, Muhammad Sanu, those, of uh, an Ovi Mahaley say, you know, you, you get these guys, free agents, uh, a little overlooked by, by the market, get them in here. And they're a core of a, of a championship run. I mean, that's how it's done, baby. And, and I think we're seeing that Harry Fontenot has the ability to do that. Um, but I, I'm I'm a little bit worried because I think we're clearly seeing the brand of football that Arthur Smith wants to play is this um, a little bit plotting, a little bit methodical, more like we're not going to make mistakes. I think they did a really good job of uh, penalties today. The Saints clearly were the yeah. far more undisciplined team in this game, and it really, really hurt them. But Falcons have shown a tendency this year to put the ball on the turf. Yep.
0: Mike Davis, how much
1: does that worry you? You mentioned Mike Davis late in the game. I mean, late in the game, how much like, does he, that drive was you crazy?
0: The second last like, play like of the, the game, end like, of the all game. All you had to do, Mike, <laughs> was hold on to yeah. the mother loving ball yeah. and be able to get in the middle of the field. Like that's all he was holding the ball with one hand. It was, yeah. like, it was crazy town. Like I just, yeah, every, the, the world was going in slow motion. You know, I'm still dealing with COVID right now, spitting all my mic, infecting my poor microphone, and. I, I, My head, I got a slight headache still, but I was watching the game. I was like, this is not happening. I must be dreaming. It must be like a COVID hallucinate, hallucination. Like, he did not just drop the ball. And I saw in slow motion the ball, bloop, just pop to the ground. The Saints could have <laughs> easily cover that, recover that. And after an right? amazing yep. play on Matt Ryan and Corderell Patterson, Mike Davis yep. could have been the one to have that lonely walk back to the sideline knowing that he lost the game. It, it just it bothered me that we still don't have players with enough situational football IQ to understand how to play at the end of the game. It was bad enough that we were so uh, lackluster in the last six minutes of the game because you do what got you the lead at the end of the game. Of course, be somewhat intelligent and you know don't don't make take too many mistakes, but. They got so conservative that they put themselves in the bind. Matt Ryan's getting sacked twice in a row. Like, all you had to do was get at least one first down. They scored three times in a row because our offense did nothing. So as much as I praise Matt Ryan for doing such a great job, him and the offense, they can't do that at the end of the day. Like, we have to have a four-minute football offense that we can execute. It used to be my favorite time of the game because it was me. It was Mike T. It was – Harvey and Tyson, let's go to the right side and pound the ball. They don't have that.
1: Yeah, but that being said, I mean, the Falcons have shown that they're able to win some games late this year. I mean, they've they've on the road against the Giants, come back, win that game. They uh, essentially kind of on the road against the Jets, did enough late in that game to secure that win. On the road against the Dolphins, uh made a final drive to come back and uh win that game and now on the road against the saints they did enough to come right he back down like, the field and win this game so wouldn't I mean they
0: would have to come back if they were able to hold on to gosh darn leads that's what I'm getting at. Yes. But but it's, it's I, good right. they it's good they came back. Like, yeah. I'm happy they yeah. came back. I think it's a, a, a win because years past like last year and every other year they wouldn't come back. They have it's leads, lose leads, and right. done. So we'd have leads now, we lose leads, we find a way to come back miraculously. I'm just saying that against the better teams, and the Saints was one of them, you're not always going to be able to come back when you lose these leads, and, and especially if you lose them.
1: But I, I guess my point is that the Saints are one of these better teams and that they did come back against this Saints True. team. I mean, uh, we like the, Trevor Simeon, sure. Not this isn't Drew Brees. This this is not even Jameis Winston. But they did come they first off, they totally outplayed this team to the point where it was twenty four to six yeah, in the fourth quarter. Cool. I mean, cool. you to your point, they need to learn how to close these wins out. But the fact that they're even beating a team that came into that was this dope. game yeah. five and two. Yep. And they were completely whooping their ass. I was loving it. Like that was that was fun to see. So I think that in other years, to your point, this is a loss. We're sitting here saying yes, they were up twenty four to six, but they lost. They have found ways to win these games that in yeah. previous years would have been losses. I do think that that is progress. But you were part of teams that was kind of its M.O. was mental toughness, winning yeah. close games, not allowing losses to stack back to back. I mean, oh, yeah. that was that was kind of a point of pride for the Mike Smith teams was we don't lose back to back games. No, nope. we rebound is mental. tough? How does a coach go about preaching mental toughness? And how does a team learn that? Because it kind of feels like this team more than the the previous year years for this Falcons franchise where they have lost these close games that have come down to the wire. They're winning these now. Is that a real thing that a coach can instill in a team?
0: They, uh, I think, yeah, absolutely. A mental toughness. Cause I mean, I could just tell you just from my experience from going from, from uh Bobby Petrino to Mike Smith or, or, you know, I don't even know who our office <laughs> coordinator was with Bobby Petrino. Who was that guy? Um, I, before Mike Malarkey, who was the office coordinator for the Falcons?
1: I, I, I do actually I, I don't feel like it I know. Was. I, but, oh. it was, but it was somebody really good. I, it, I, it, I was crazy. Like, I sat in the room with this guy.
0: No idea. <laughs> no idea. No idea. Anyways, that's how bad he was. I, I don't even remember his darn name. But he was so uh, not memorable. Um, it, it was Mike Malarkey's mental toughness. I enjoyed. Him leaning in. I enjoyed his passion. I enjoyed his uh, I think, expectations of us. And how oh, during Hugh, practice, Jackson. <laughs> Hugh Jackson, <laughs> Jackson, there you go. Oh, poor Hugh. Hugh I like Hugh Hugh Jackson yeah. was the quarter. Yeah, was Jackson. he really? Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He yeah. he went on to better things, kind of, I think. But uh he was he was not the greatest. Oh, nice kinda. guy. Wonderful guy. I Love know. you. But again,
1: Mike Mullarkey. That's what I've always heard.
0: Yeah. yeah. The the glare in his eye, the, the way that, you know, his mouth frothed when he got, you know, talking about uh, the run game, you know, just the uh, way he run out to the field when we didn't get it exactly right or a guy was loafing or not running to the ball, that got you fired up. Like, he expected the offensive line to run to the ball, help get the running back up, and to, like, Run downhill like a like a, a, a rolling uh, uh like bowling ball, a bunch of bowling balls, go downhill, just hit anything. <laughs> not that this is fully legal, but he's always like, clear the pile, clear the pile. There's a guy standing <laughs> around, it's like old school football. Yeah. like like Steelers, 70s yeah. football. If there's a guy standing around, looking around, let him know. Keep your mother loving head on the swivel, because I'm gonna knock you out. And we had <laughs> we would circle that stuff. You know, guys would get points for, you know, not points, but you know. Uh, we would be able to they take note of who was out there clearing the yard. And that mental toughness, the discipline, the not jumping off sides, all that stuff, it, it changed from the Hugh Jackson uh to the Mike Malarkey era. And I think that with Arthur Smith, again, he played a little, he coached with Malarkey, that same type of mental toughness, that same just uh expectations that you have of your teammates and of your players is raised to a new level. And I think it, it's it's great because you can play as hard as you want. And just like you can lift you can lift as much weight as you want. But when somebody expects you to, when you got your teammates, you got your strength coach, when you got everybody yelling at you, you could do more than that. You can do more than that. You can, 500 pounds is all you can lift. You can do 550. Like, maybe I can. Maybe I, and so if someone's drawing out of you yeah. to be better, to be more, to do more. And you feel like I've given you everything I have. No, there's there's always more to give, but you need somebody who knows how to push those buttons and how to turn that on mentally and how to really just you know pull out that 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 greatness that we all have inside of us. And the right coach can do that. Arthur Smith has done a great job because you can see the difference in this year's team versus last year's.
1: Well, I mean, I think that when Corderell Patterson is being inducted into the Hall of Fame, he needs to thank Arthur Smith yeah. for getting all of the greatness oh out of him. Because uh, is is there any player that has ever been as good as Corderell Patterson in an Atlanta Falcons uniform? I mean, week in and week out, this dude continues to uh, to shine. And I, I mean, he made the biggest play of the game today right at the very end, making that catch, breaking the tackle, staying on the sideline, and putting the Falcons in position to kick another game-winning field goal from Young-Way Koo. I mean, how good is Corderell Patterson, and, and how much fun is a player like this uh, on on this Falcons team? Who
0: is this guy? Where did he come from? <laughs> how did, have I never heard of him? Before he came here, I've heard of him uh, in passing, but he was never like, you know... Yeah on the highlight machine or a huge uh, free agent or a big money guy that everyone wanted. And he was Cornell Patterson. But he came here. He's Cornell Patterson. Now, this guy's going to have a statue outside of the Darn Falcon Stadium because week in week out, he's doing amazing things. He's you know, on the ground, through the air, uh, kickoff returns. He is just the like second to Matt Ryan, he's the biggest offensive weapon we have. And it's not even a one or every other, other game thing. It's almost every single game quarter rails out there making moves. This play, his little legs, when he caught that ball, were moving. (laughs) That guy was moving. I know he's fast, but gosh, dang, he was moving and it was fun to watch because I, I'm glad I I didn't press cinema last week. Cause after the States went up, I had some not so nice things to say. uh, And I was going to post it all over social media, but Right I was about to play said, I was like, there's no way they're gonna cover all these yards and <laughs> score a field goal. Oh, man, quarter round. Oh man, play, don't
1: count him out. The first
0: play, uh, I think it's it's so much fun for Falcons fans to have a weapon that yep. dynamic, that dangerous, and that cheap.
1: <laughs> oh, that cheap. I love it. Uh I'm yes. sure, I'm sure he's not super happy about that, but. Uh, He's making a lot of money this season. So there are a lot of other players, though, who I really think deserve shout outs in this game. I think Russell Gage really stepped up uh, with Calvin Ridley out again. Um, I think Grady Jarrett had another really strong game. Deion Jones continues to play pretty well. And AJ Terrell, again, uh, we cannot give him enough love. Uh, I mean, three pass breakups in this game. Uh, so many great, reliable open field tackles, um, but the Falcons again at five hundred o v and they head into uh, a Monday morning meeting where they weren't expected to win this game. They went on the road against uh into one of the most difficult places to win, but they found a way to do it. Who is having a great Monday morning team meeting room? who is getting a shout out after? A short plane ride back home and yeah. probably a great night out oh, yeah. in Atlanta.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, yeah, it's, it's almost <laughs> too easy. Cordero Patterson, that last play at the end of the game that I mean, that, that last play near the end of the game like the perfect throw, perfect catch, staying in bounds, tight roping. Yeah, he's. You know, going to the Velvet Room or Matt, wherever he wants to go, he's going. He's not paying for anything. Like he probably hasn't been all season, and um, he's going to be very happy, joining himself in the city, playing right back to watching the film. Because you know, what? I I don't have as many highlights as other people. I have a couple of small highlights, but there's nothing like knowing you did the damn thing on Sunday. And <laughs> wait till Monday. Oh, Monday's usually off for you in, and, and Tuesday. You know, watching that film, I, I sneak in on Monday anyway, get a quick workout to watch the film and slow motion is your friend, baby. Watching it in slow motion, making that hit, having that catch, getting that first down, scoring the touchdown. And he's doing all that in slow motion because it was uh, just <laughs> lovely to see what he did at that very important time. So he's having a very good meet room experience.
1: Yeah, I'm sure CP and Lou William. Are uh, meeting up in Magic City again. Some of those wings, yeah. uh, so good for them. I'm gonna say Alameda Zacchaeus Oh yeah, is uh, my oh, good Monday morning team meeting room. Uh, two touchdown catches. I mean, without him, Falcons aren't blowing out the Saints to begin with. He he caught all three of the passes thrown his way for 58 yards. I mean, he's struggled with some drops so far this season, but he made all yeah. of the catches when they mattered the most and. This was a great performance uh, from him, and the Falcons really needed it. But he stepped up, and Alameda Zacchaeus. great game. I think Tyler Davison is is my guy who's going to probably get singled out a little bit because on that fourth down, he's the one that jumped, and that really started the Saints' comeback. They ended up getting a field goal on that drive, which gave them six points. And then they really, that kind of like started the scoring frenzy. Falcons were really looked like about to get the Saints to punt it back. Tyler Davison jumped off sides, uh, extended that drive. I had kind of a tough time singling out somebody who I thought really struggled in this game. Not too Too many people didn't stand out to me as just like really bad players in this one. But that was a tough moment to see because you gotta be more disciplined, uh, especially for a veteran player and a former Saint who is used to playing in that stadium. So he's he's my tough Monday morning guy. I, I don't wanna
0: keep on ragging on him, but Mike Davis has yet to step up for me uh in, in a meaningful way uh <laughs> or <a> consistent <laughs> way. And that fumble at the end, as far as guys having bad Monday meetings or Tuesday meetings, whatever they go in. He can't be excited watching his counterpart continue to just outplay him in every stretch, uh, every form, every matter. Quarterelle Patterson, you know, and, and Mike Davis are probably friends, but Mike Davis probably goes home at night and just wishes that he, he had the numbers Quarterelle Patterson has because uh, having lackluster game and then putting the ball to ground isn't something you want to watch on film
1: the day after a game. So the Falcons. Coming off a huge road win. I mean, this really, I don't know if we've done a big a good enough job selling that this is a big win. win the, yeah. the Falcons have not not beaten the Saints uh a lot recently, particularly on the road. A lot yeah. of these games do come down right to the last uh last possession, but the Falcons found a way to get it done. And now they are somehow locked in as the, as the seven seed. I heard as that of the Sunday night. Sunday night game, right? I, mean, I
0: heard that. It doesn't even sound. God, I've been they, talking about how we're not going to sneak into the playoffs. <laughs> but if the playoffs started right now, we'd be the last yeah. team to sneak into the playoffs at our polls. they sneak record. into
1: the playoffs. Oh, my.
0: It just – but, you know, I mean, hey, what what the hell? You know, I, I, I could dream. <laughs> I'm not going to dream. I'm not going to believe because this team isn't one that I feel like if we get there, could do anything, it'd be fun to see them try. But the fact that we've actually put ourselves in a position to where we can potentially, maybe, it keeps the season interesting.
1: Uh, I mean, bottom line, this team can continue to get better. I mean, that's the expectation. That's the goal. And they're already doing pretty well. You know, they're already doing well enough to, to beat the Saints on the road. Granted, it's with Trevor Simeon. Granted, it's with Taysom Hill. I don't think the Saints are you know, what they were back when you in the heyday of of the Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Monday night football, 2010, that uh, game, that season when Matt Bryant's kicking that game winning field goal in overtime. I remember pacing behind my couch, hands on my head, freaking out. That field goal just gave me life to put you guys, I think at two and one on the season. Um, I mean, we're, I think, a ways away from those Falcon Saints games. But this is huge. It's a huge win for where the Falcons are. You continue to stack these wins. Um, and now what's next is for the Falcons to continue to do just that because it's really not going to get any easier for this Falcons team nope. over the next little bit. I mean, they've got the Dallas Cowboys next. So a trip to, to Jerry World, Jerry World um, to take on Dan Quinn. And a lot of uh, oh, former Falcons teammates. That's going to be a rough
0: game. He knows every single <laughs> thing about every
1: single player, and it's going to be rough. Yeah, man. Matt Ryan knows probably a bit about him true. as well, though. Very true. Um, so it'll that'll be a really interesting game. And then they've got a uh, a matchup against the New England Patriots. So, man, just the the ghosts of of uh, seasons past. Yes, for the Falcons. Over the next couple of games, but this was a huge win four and four. The everything the rest of the the season is ahead of them, and it, that's huge. Ov, you got anything else to say before we get out of here?
0: No, I'm I'm just happy that um, we were not up 28 three and then losing the game because I don't want to hear people's mouth. Uh, the Saints uh. fans were so excited; and they show the darn graphic. Last time a team's been up this high and lost was oh the Falcons. <laughs> that's the last time a deficit this big has been blown. I was uh, like, are you serious? Yep. So we didn't want to beat our own record or come second to our own record. But uh, uh, I think that you have a perfect way to look at it. Um, if you look at it as this is a team that can only get better, then it's really exciting. So I think the Falcons need to not look at how they won this, look at the fact that they won this. Of course, clean things up, watch the film, but take solace, especially the fans, in the fact that they won this. I'm like myself, who's you know, trying to beat them up for losing that lead. This is a great team on the road. Like you mentioned that we probably wouldn't think we could beat after we lost to the Panthers, but we showed up in a big way and, uh, you know, hats off to the whole team for, you know, giving their all and uh, putting out a great showing initially.
1: Yes. I mean, I think that if you had told me this team loses Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley is not with the team currently and this team is four and four. I mean, they won all of four games last year. <laughs> so True. Uh, they, I mean, yeah. they, they've they done that. I I wouldn't have believed you. I would have been excited about it, especially if it was only through eight games. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. They're four and four. Do it. This is awesome. Do it. We, we've we still we've got the weather is getting cold. You can start a fire outside and watch a Falcons game that feels like it means something. Life is good. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. So. All right. Well, today's episode was presented by Bet Online. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please like, subscribe, review, let everybody know. Uh, send us comments. DM me. Uh, and he, anytime you guys want to, uh, I'm, I'm not going to speak for OV. He uh, may want to keep his DMs no, my are
0: open. relatively DM I, quiet. I love uh, feedback. <laughs> I am coachable. So uh, I, too. I love, I love yeah. interacting with fans too and hearing their thoughts. So my Twitter, Facebook, you know, everything's open.
1: We, we are uh, the Internet's most coachable podcast. That is what they have said about us. Uh, so <laughs> there you go. Let us know. Give us feedback. We are out here. Um, but thank you guys so much. Falcons win. They beat the Saints. Hell yeah. Let's go. And take care.